Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. TJ stands for truth and justice, or it could stand for totally Jesus. But what I do know is this is high-energy, blue-collar Catholic radio. I invite you to this holy hour of power. I promise you this hour is not low-energy Catholic radio. Nope. Uh, my partner Terry's out doing some apostolic work, but uh, I'm a Catholic with a PhD in common sense. And uh, when I talk today, you're going to see that I'm going to engage the culture of death with, with prayer, smash-mouth Catholicism, fasting, and full-contact Catholicism. Our program is not right versus left, it's right versus wrong. And this is where Catholicism and the culture intersect. I'm reporting for duty. Hey, family, October is the month which the Catholic Church dedicates to the Holy Rosary. This is a devotion which Our Lady loves most. And she's asked us to pray daily if possible. In her apparitions to St. Dominic de Guzman, Blessed Alan de la Roche, St. Bernadette Subaru, to Blessed Jacinta, Francesco, and Lucia, also to St. Louis de Montfort. The Holy Rosary, my 50 caliber machine gun, it's a, it's a Marian devotion which several popes throughout these centuries have endorsed and encouraged the Catholic faithful to pray as a manifestation of our filial trust and love for our Mother Mary the mother of God, because we know of the powerful intercession which Our Lady, as the mother of God and the Queen Mother, she has in front of the Blessed Trinity. By the way, you can support the show by sharing the full show, the full show link at vmpr.org, vmpr.org. You can also find us on social media at VMP Radio, at VMP Radio, and our YouTube channel called Full Sheen Ahead. Share with us, uh, share this, or share us, our programs with your friends and evangelize everyone you love. I just want to thank the Lord and say an, uh, Hail Mary for uh, for my grandson, Blaze Pio, Blaze Pio Romero, out in Kansas. Uh, we thought that he had, or the doctor said that he had meningitis, and uh, they took him to the hospital. They did all kinds of uh, all kinds of tests on him. And uh, there was a whole lot of people praying for this little boy, Blaise Pio Romero, and a lot of people offering the sacrifice of the Mass for him as well. And uh, we've just learned that uh, he is completely normal, he's completely okay, does not have meningitis, and he's going to be returning home. So I just want to thank the Blessed Mother by saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. A couple of things I want to mention on the need-to-know file. You want to put this on your need-to-know file. The, the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona, another fake Catholic who claims to be Catholic, He's Biden's education secretary. He's saying that students need abortions. Wait a minute. Is this microphone on? Let me check. Yeah, it's on. Are you kidding me? Did this guy's brain fall out of his head? Secretary of education. See, this is what happens. When a Catholic, a baptized Catholic, turns away from Jesus, turns away from the teachings of the church, they become apostates. 
and their intellect becomes dark. They can't even think properly. So, Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona claims to be Catholic. He said on Tuesday that college students need abortions in order to succeed in life. Students, he said, he, this is a direct quote from Cardona, fake Catholic. Students need access to health care to thrive in school and in life, and that includes reproductive health care. Close quote. Here's another item for your need-to-know file. An abortion RV? What? Officials from Planned Parenthood have announced a 37-foot RV that will become a mobile abortion facility so that it can travel closer to red states. The abortion RV will remain in Illinois, but travel close to the borders of Missouri and Kentucky, which have enacted legal protections for unborn children. The Planned Parenthood in Fairview Heights, Illinois, which is across the border from St. Louis, Missouri, has seen a 30% increase in patients since June 2022. Also, for your need-to-know file, the Department of Justice, going after Catholics again, the Department of Injustice under unelected Joe Biden charges Franciscan pro-life priest Father Fidelis Mozinski. He's a priest of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. He was charged last week under the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, the FACE Act, which is a 1994 federal law that prohibits the blocking of access to abortion facilities. The prominent pro-life priest known for his nonviolent attempts to hinder the, the operation of abortion facilities to save unborn children was charged for padlocking the gate of a New York abortion facility in July, blocking the entrance in the hopes of counseling the women seeking abortions that day to reconsider. So they've gone after this Catholic priest as well. The Department of Injustice. Also for your need-to-know file. The Democrats, according to the polls, seem to be losing the Hispanic support. Democrats have lost significant ground to Republican among Latino voters, according to a new NBC News Telemundo poll. 54% prefer Democrats to keep control of Congress in November, down 5 percentage points since October 2020, and down a whopping 13 points since November 2018. While Latinos continue to lean towards the Democrat Party and prefer Democratic control of Congress, Republicans have a higher share of the vote than we've measured previously, said Eileen Cardona Arroyo, who helped conduct the survey. Also, I want to give kudos to some uh, a brave uh, politician, Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard, excuse me, ex uh, ex Democrat Tulsi Gabbard is going to campaign to campaign with GOP Senate candidates after leaving the Democratic Party with a scorched earth statement, blasting the elitist cabal of warmongers in Washington D.C. This woman is fearless. She spoke truth to power. Tulsi, we need, we need many more Tulsi Gabbards, and I just hope and pray that... Uh, no, I'm serious. I just hope she's got protection. Because she just spoke against the, the industrial war complex, 
Boeing, Lockheed, Raytheon, and Northrop. And she gave, again, a scorched earth statement. She's saying that this, uh, the industrial war power, these guys like wars. And uh, this is a uniparty endeavor, by the way, because people get rich off wars, especially these, uh, the industrial war complex, Lockheed, Northrop, Boeing. Uh, this, is, uh, this is her cash cow. Okay. Well, before we continue, let me just go on to today's holy gospel. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Gospel according to Luke chapter 11, verse 42 and following. The Lord said, Woe to you, Pharisees, you pay tithes of mint and of rue and of every garden herb, but you pay no attention to judgment and to love for God. These you should have done without overlooking the others. Woe to you, Pharisees. By the way, the word woe means curse. A curse be on you. Or, or damn you. That's what it means. Damn or curse. Woe to you. It's, it's a Hebrew word. Woe to you, Pharisees. You love the seat of honor in the synagogues and greetings and marketplaces. Woe to you. You are like unseen graves over which people unknowingly walk. Then one of the scholars of the law said to him in reply, Teacher, by saying this, you are insulting us too. And he said, Woe also to you scholars of the law. Now he's speaking to the lawyers, the scribes. You impose on people burdens hard to carry, but you yourselves do not lift one finger to touch them. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we hear the woe that Jesus is speaking to the Pharisee and the scholars of the law. And we hear those things personally whenever we forget that we belong to Christ. And what does it mean to belong to Christ? Well, belonging to Christ makes, makes us want to crucify our fleshly understanding and follow the Holy Spirit. How do we know that we belong to Christ? Well, the first reading today gives us some evidence in Galatians chapter 5, verse 18 and following. It gives us evidence... And you can tell if you belong to Christ if you manifest a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Remember, Jesus is leading the way. All we have to do is follow him. And as it says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 8, Behold, I have left an open, an open door before you, which no one can close. Well, who is that open door? That's Jesus. Brothers and sisters, strive to enter through the narrow gate because the road that leads to destruction is broad and many people walk that road. Walk the road, less travel. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about the FBI. They have a massive sexual misconduct problem on their hands. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. The FBI has a massive sexual misconduct problem, and I'm glad that there are whistleblowers 
that are leaving the FBI and uh, they're, they're making this public. The, the FBI's biggest, or, or should I say the biggest problem facing the FBI right now seems to be <clears throat> below the waist. Or what St. Thomas Aquinas calls, they have a problem with mastering the lower faculties of their, of their, of their soul, the lower faculties, that's their passions, emotions, and appetites. So, hundreds of FBI agents, or employees, excuse me, avoided discipline for sexual misconduct by retiring or resigning amid investigations from 2004 to 2020, according to the Department of Justice records obtained by Republican Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley. Good job. Good job, Chuck. So these whistleblower documents, what they, what they reveal is that 665 FBI employees, including 45 senior executives, left their jobs following investigations into alleged sexual misconduct before they could be disciplined, according to Senator Grassley. Higher-ranking officials were subjected to less severe penalties than, than other staff, according to the documents. These two documents show a systemic failure within the Justice Department and FBI to protect female employees from sexual harassment and sexual misconduct in the workplace and a failure to sufficiently punish employees for that same misconduct. Chuck Grassley wrote in a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray. He wrote, quote, FBI employees should not have to suffer under daily abuse and misconduct by their colleagues and supervisors. Congress has an obligation to perform an objective and independent review of the Justice Department and FBI's failures and determine the accuracy of the data contained in the documents so that the American people know and understand what, if any, changes have been made to solve these significant problems. The data may undercount the number of misconduct-related resignations during this period since it doesn't include employees who resigned before these sexual investigations began, according to Senator Grassley. The whistleblower, the FBI whistleblower, also suggests that that uh, Ray's 2000 that that Ray's 2020 uh, directive to address sexual misconduct in the agency resulted in random and unfair penalties. Surprise, surprise. We're talking about FBI Director Christopher Ray who himself should be walked out of his office and terminated. Here's what, here's what we know. Recent sexual misconduct cases appear to show OPRs, that's the Office of Professional Responsibilities application of this directive, this directive has resulted in seemingly random penalties and disparate treatment, potentially compromising the consistency, fairness, and the due process of the FBI's disciplinary system. The only discernible pattern appears to be that higher-graded employees 
especially supervisors, are more likely to have their sexual misconduct case adjudicated and therefore subjected to lesser penalties, whereas lower-grade FBI employees are seemingly more likely to be adjudicated and prosecuted, and they have a statistically greater likelihood of being dismissed for their sexual misconduct. A two-tiered system. This may give the appearance the FBI is not holding its supervisors accountable for unwelcome sexual misconduct. Same things happen in the Catholic Church. Bishops get away with almost murder in some in some instances. But a Catholic priest, especially these Orthodox, they'll bounce them out immediately. So the, the low-level Catholic priests, they get charged or they get accused of something, they're out. Especially if they're Orthodox. Or should I say if they're Orthodox. But uh, a bishop, if he's a leftist, man of the left, the modernist, <laughs> uh, he can have years and years of sexual allegations. Nothing will happen to him. Who knows, he may, actually, he, he may actually get a promotion under Pope Francis to Cardinal. Going back to the FBI, same problem. When you have people in power, spiritual power or religious power, they abuse their power. And usually they abuse it sexually. And guess what? They When they get caught, the rules don't apply to them. Going back to the article, Senator Chuck Grassley did not publicly release the documents in order to protect the, whistle, the FBI whistleblowers. The FBI came under fire in December 2020 for allegedly hiding several incidents of sexual misconduct and failing to discipline employees who had sexually harassed or assaulted others. The FBI cannot legally stop someone for resigning or retiring. It is infuriating that we are left with little disciplinary recourse when people leave before their case is adjudicated, said an FBI spokesman. We continue to work with our congressional oversight committees to ensure they are aware of the FBI's ongoing efforts and progress on this important issue. You know, not, we can't go around and just say, oh, well, the devil made me do it. That's Flip Wilson theology. No. The devil can't make you do anything. We've all been given a great gift called free will. And with our free will, we have the ability to make choices in this life that can bring us peace or great chaos. Either Christ or chaos by your daily choices. The choices we make in this life can put us either in heaven or in hell at the end of our life. The devil has no power over our free will. He cannot force us to commit sin. He can only lay temptations before us and taunt and incite us to sin. But God has promised that His grace is sufficient to strengthen us to stand strong against these temptations of the devil. So, this is where our free will really steps in. We need to exercise that free will and choose to respond to the grace of God. How do we do it? Two ways. Prayer and sacraments. Prayer and sacraments. Prayer and sacraments. Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady told us that the sins that cause most people that go to hell are the sins below the waist, the sixth and the ninth commandment. Those are the most common sins that fill the uh, the bowels of hell. And so as Catholics, we have an advantage. 
confession is your doctor's office. Your divine physician is Jesus Christ. And he's at work. He's at work. And guess what? Jesus has ordained sons of his. Who are the sons of Jesus? The priest waiting to restore you to health in the sacrament of confession. But if I don't reveal my spiritual sickness, the effects of those sins will only get worse. Maybe if we had a better understanding of the impact of sin, of sin in our lives, we would move away from seeing confession as an unavoidable requirement that we seem to run from. We need to see confession as an appointment with our divine physician that we run to, not run away from. So what are the symptoms of spiritual sickness? And, and by the way, this can plague anybody, rich or poor, you know, slave or free, uh, genius or high school dropout. The effects of sin are the same. What, is, what are the spiritual symptoms of sin and the effects of sin? Even venial sin. Number one, sin darkens our intellect. Number two, sin weakens our will. Number three, sin disorders our passions. Number four, sin increases our concupiscence. Let me break this down for you. To have a darkened intellect means that the truths of the faith that I used to see clearly and accept so readily and experience so profoundly become diminished, obscured, and confuse my mind. To believe that God exists, that He loves me, and that He has a plan for my life is critical to how I live my life as a Catholic Christian. But when I sin... It impacts how deeply these truths live in me. I begin to lose my grip on the truth and I begin to uh, have confusing thoughts. My judgment is clouded. The second thing that sin does is it weakens your will. To have a weakened will means that in the face of a decision to do something virtuous or godly or to do something to avoid evil, we find the lack or the capability to will and to do what we want. Choosing to sin even once saps us of some of the strength that we need to resist that same sin the next time we're tempted by it. Choosing to sin weakens our capacity to say no to sin and yes to God. And so St. Thomas Aquinas says that the body adjusts itself to the operations of the soul. As you start performing acts of virtue, your body starts accommodating that activity. The body was designed to perform acts of virtue. The body breaks down with acts of vice. According to Psalm 32 verse 3. Vice also dulls the senses. Sin also disorders the passions. When you read the word passions, think about appetites or desires. This is what sin does. What am I pulled towards? When I live a holy life, my passion is my passions are in peaceful harmony. All of them urging me towards God or to do what honors God. But when I sin, the tranquil ordering of desires is disturbed within my interior life like a rock thrown in a still calm pond of water. Sin sends ripples into my passions, creating a wave that would carry me away from God or from doing what would, what would dishonor God or what would honor God. 
And we experience this in daily life all the time. Finally, sin increases concupiscence. Concupiscence is a fancy term referring to the urge towards sin that results from sin. In other words, one sin after another, it becomes so habitual, especially when you play fast and loose with any sin, even venial sins. What ends up happening is it becomes easier and easier to sin the next time. Any sin, even venial sin, is a spiritual disease that devastates the soul. The longer you let these spiritual diseases live in you, the more damage is done. But the good news is that Jesus Christ, our divine physician, has provided us with confession as a place where he will minister his cure to, for our deadly disease and all its effects. Jesus Christ is waiting for you in the confessional to meet us with open arms, to console us and to heal us and to set us free. We'll be right back. Terry and Jesse show. Talking about President Biden blasphemes the Catholic faith. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Unelected President Joe Biden, he blasphemes the Catholic faith. Yep. Biden has taken his denials of the Catholic faith further by adding grave offense of public blasphemy. Unelected President Joe Biden seemed to have reached the extreme limits of denying church teaching with his aggressive promotion promotion of abortion at every opportunity. After the Dobbs decision, the Catholic president has worked tirelessly and fanatically to sabotage the efforts of countless pro-life Catholics. To the scandal of so many, he has no fear of punishment from complicit bishops, no matter what he does. However, President Biden has taken his denials of the Catholic faith further by adding the grave offense of public blasphemy. In this case, the target of his remark is both the innocent unborn baby and the Catholic Church's teachings. The sin of blasphemy occurs when someone takes from from the honor due to God or the things related to him. Thus, a person commits blasphemy when attributing sinful positions or actions to God, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the angels and the saints, or Holy Mother Church, which is the Bride of Christ. Blasphemy is the gravest sin against the virtue of religion, by which the faithful render God the honor due to him as their first, beginning, and last end. St. Thomas Aquinas regards it as a sin against faith and characterizes it as the disparagement of some surpassing goodness, especially that of God. Close quote. Blasphemy is serious because of the infinite and the and ineffable dignity of God It is primarily a sin of speech since it often deals with statements against God, sacred things, or Holy Mother Church. Our Lady of Fatima especially mentioned blasphemy as one of the sins that most offends God, our Creator. So, what is Joe Biden's blasphemy? Their legion. The blasphemy of a president is compounded by the importance of the office he holds. He's the father of the country. 
his words carry weight and confer an official endorsement. When he speaks, a president represents the nation. Mr. Biden's particular blasphemy involves his commentary on Senator Lindsey Graham's protecting pain-capable unborn children from late-term abortion act. This is a bill which seeks to forbid abortions past 15 weeks gestation. It is bad enough that the president opposes the measures and misrepresents the bill as harmful to women's health care. However, what makes his, his opposition blasphemous is Biden's insinuation that the Catholic Church's position has changed regarding procured abortion. Here's what Biden said, quote, I happen to be a practicing Roman Catholic. My church doesn't even make that argument now, close quote. He's a liar. The president blasphemes by lying and by attributing false and repugnant positions to Holy Mother Church. He's saying that the Catholic Church has changed her position and no longer condemns procured abortion as a grave sin against the fifth commandment, which says, thou shall not kill, close quote. Biden affirms this with the prestige of the, pre- of the office of the president, and this way he's misleading probably tens of thousands of Catholic faithful that all they do is listen to the mainstream media. This statement of blasphemy, it's got to be taken seriously. It's just not a random remark by an increasingly incoherent leader. But such acts have consequences since they erode moral certainties and contribute to the decay of society and religion in America. Insults directed at God prevent His blessing upon the land and the American people. And worse, these official and public sins invite God's just punishment upon the nation. The president's blasphemous statement is serious because it reflects the existence of a huge sector of the Catholic left that provides cover for such remarks from liberal clergy. And there's a vast network of liberal clergy and lady that supports the president's position. The statement, Biden's statement exposes a tragic and apocalyptic crisis within the church herself. There is a final reason why why President Biden's blasphemy is serious. The lack of a proportional outrage from Catholics indicates the sad state of the faith in their souls. Such statements should be an occasion of great protest and indignation. Above all, bishops must be willing to use their disciplinary powers to insist upon faithfulness and save the laity from public scandal. Every Catholic bishop and every Catholic layperson should condemn the president's statement about being a practicing Catholic since he obviously rejects church teaching. Some bishops have called for prayers for a confused president who knows exactly what he's doing. Don't, don't be fooled. I, I just wish we had more John the Baptist in the church. I can remember St. John the Baptist uh, where, what he did to King Herod in Mark chapter 6, verse 18. He says, It is not lawful for you, 
It is not lawful for you. In other words, to take your brother's wife. We should tell Biden, it is not lawful for you to say this. The president blasphemes because he knows he can rely on the silence of the overwhelming majority of bishops and millions of practicing Luke, you know, a modern, modernist Catholics. They say they're practicing, but they're modernist. Here's what the prophet Ezekiel would say to Joe Biden. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 1 to 11. This is where Ezekiel, he tells us to warn the people of their sin or we will be accountable. Bishops, listen to this. You bishops must tell Biden that he's wrong and impose Canon 915 against him. You bishops that have direct contact with him. The Bible says in Ezekiel, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak to your people and say to them, If I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from among them, and make him their watchman, and if he sees the sword coming upon the land, and blows the trumpet and warns the people, then if anyone who hears the sound of the trumpet does not take the warning, and the sword comes and takes him, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, and did not take the warning. But of the watchman, or, and, and his blood shall be upon himself, but if he had taken the warning, he, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, so that the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any one of them, that man is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hands. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn, to turn from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. Did you hear that, Biden? But his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, Biden, he shall die in his iniquity. But you will have saved your life, you bishops. And you, son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus have you said, Our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we waste away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way, and I live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for, wh for why will you die, O house of Israel? In other words, God doesn't will anybody to go to hell. But there are people, objectively speaking, that are going to hell by opposing the teachings of God's word, like Joe Biden. And the Catechism tells us in paragraph 2247 that this is a spiritual work of mercy to instruct the ignorant and admonish the sinner. Instruct the ignorant and admonish the sinner. This is what we're doing. Here's something very interesting about, the, about Joe Biden and his party today, the modern Democrat party. If you look at the four worst sins, the four worst sins according to the Catholic Church's tradition, this is in paragraph 1867, the Catholic Church's catechetical tradition tells us that there are four sins, four sins that cry to heaven. These are the worst sins of all. And Biden and the Democrats embrace these four sins. The first one is the blood of Abel. What does that mean? It means intentionally killing an innocent human being. Biden and the Democrats are pro-abortion all nine months. They are for 
the direct intentional killing of an innocent human being. The second sin that cries to heaven in paragraph 1867 is called the sin of the sodomites or homosexual marriage. Joe Biden has performed two homosexual marriages as vice president in the White House. Kamala Harris has performed at least one or two lesbian marriages as well. And the Democrat Party as a whole in their party platform, they promote support, they've legislated, and they've rammed through homosexual marriage, which is called the sin of the sodomites. Number three, what's the third sin that cries to heaven? Sins that cry to heaven. Number three, the cry of the people oppressed in Egypt, the cry of the foreigner, the widow, and the orphan. Guess what? Democrats have created the poor neighborhoods. We call them barrios in Spanish. We call them ghettos in English with their war on poverty by introducing entitlements like welfare, which is a failed economic system, which has given us the modern day lower class party, homelessness, ghettos and barrios and people living on top of each other. And the fourth thing that Biden and the Democrats are guilty of are injustice to the wage earner. Yep, Democrats want to allow illegal immigrants to come into this country by the tens of thousands. This way you drive down wages and you can pay illegal immigrants less than you pay Americans. We'll be right back. We've got Church Militant coming up next, giving us the church's news and what's happening in the culture. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse Show. And on Wednesdays, we always have an update with our good friends, Church Militant. They give us the update on the news from the church, from a perspective of the church. And it's, they, they don't sugarcoat anything. That's what I love about their news and about their uh, the vortex and about uh, you know uh, Christine Niles daily sh- uh, daily report they don't sugarcoat it uh, and we've got Kim Tizer on today Kim how are you what's going on today talk to us uh, what's uh, what's going on this evening news oh Jesse it's so good to be here thank you again and uh, I, I first want to tell you know those who are listening that you're right we don't sugarcoat it because that would be a disservice mm-hmm. to those who watch to those who listen we're about presenting truth and uh, we hope that that truth inspires people activates people That's to right. do the right thing isn't that right okay so tonight uh, first off I'll let you know if those haven't been watching maybe they don't know that this week marks the 60th anniversary of the opening of Vatican II. And so Mm. we've been taking a look at that every night. And tonight, Dr. Paul Marano specifically will look at what's known as the spirit of Vatican II. And basically how um, decisions that were made uh, affected, impacted traditional church teaching. And I'm learning a lot right along with the viewers and something I just recently learned was just about how The problem didn't rest with the 16 documents that were produced during Vatican II, but their later implementation. And so that's something uh, key to remember. And again, we're going to be talking more about that tonight. Uh, Also, 
<laughs> a bombshell admission from a Pfizer executive who basically said they, they really didn't do any research into the COVID vax to determine whether or not uh, it would actually stop the transmission wow. of coronavirus. Unbelievable. Before they, uh, you know, unveiled that, un unrolled it and made it available to the public. I they, hear on, okay, there she goes. Can you hear me now? I can't hear Kim. You cannot? Kim, we lost the sound. You lost me. Okay, I, no, I can hear you now. You're back can, on. You can Go hear ahead. me. Okay, yep. good. Okay, so I was talking about the Pfizer executive. Hopefully you, you heard that and their admission that uh, they really didn't do the research that was required to know whether or not their vaccine would stop the, the transmission of coronavirus. And um, I, I don't know if I'm giving too much away, but one of the reasons behind uh, why they didn't do the research, according to this individual, is they had to move at the speed of science. So uh, I don't know. That seems like a lame excuse to me. They should have done some more research. Um, and then we're also going to be taking a look at uh, a story involving the Supreme Court yesterday. They decided they wouldn't really look into whether or not, uh, quote unquote, fetuses, the unborn, uh, have constitutional rights. And uh, so we'll take a look at the the um, Catholics that were involved with this that actually brought this case to light. So we're going to dive deeper into that. And then, of course, there's going to be much more. And as you said, we won't sugarcoat it. We're just going to present the truth. I really like uh, I really like the clips that you guys are putting out about the spirit of Vatican II and Vatican II in general. Very, very informational. And uh, I'll tell you one of the things I really appreciate. Uh, you guys give it's like you know when you were a kid and you were sick and mom would give you you know medicine and she'd say no 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 you have to take it no mom no please please don't don't and mom is holding you down and dad is giving you you know the the the, the, the raw vinegar uh but you know what it's good for you because i think when I, when i hear you at the evening news i don't get depressed i get inspired i want to pray more i want to become holier uh, I want to become more active out here in my diocese and network with, with good Catholics from different organizations uh, and move the football forward. And so I, I don't want to go to a corner in a fetal position and say, oh, no, church militant just said this tonight. Oh, chicken little, the sky is falling. Uh, uh, quite the opposite. You guys just energize me. Uh, and, and and I want to go out there uh, po politically and spiritually and be the best I can. Well, that's true. I mean, how can you fight the enemy if you don't know who or what the enemy is? You have to know what the wrongs are in order to do something to right them. So that's what we hope we're doing. It's not, as you said, to, to depress folks, to make them feel discouraged, but to let them know this is what we're up against. This is what we're all dealing with, but we're dealing with it together and we can fight it together. And uh, speaking of, you mentioned Vatican II once again. Uh, I do want to let people know that at the end of this week, Friday night, we're going to have a panel discussion immediately following evening news. So around eight o'clock uh, Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have a panel discussion. We're going to have Brad Eli from Church Militant right here, Dr. William Mahoney, as well as David Gordon, our mic'd up host, okay. uh, and a couple of others. And um, 
I think it's going to be a lively discussion and uh, people will want to tune into that because they are coming at it from different perspectives slightly. So it's not going to be everyone sharing the exact same opinions, the exact same views. And uh, I think people will learn a great deal if they tune in. Again, that's Friday night. Perspective. Uh, you know, you're not going to hear some of the off-colored comments like you hear in some of the other alphabet channels. And one of the beautiful things is you guys always end up in prayer every night. It's so beautiful to hear all all of you, whoever's on, to pray the Salve Regina. That basically is the last prayer that I pray before I turn it off. And and me and my wife, uh, we we go to go to go to bed as well. We pray the the Salve Regina along with you. But uh, yeah, yeah, Kim, you, you guys are doing good works. But the the spirit of Vatican II that's a huge. Your cover. So what is the spirit of Vatican II? The spirit of Vatican II converged with the spirit of the age, which is satanic in the 60s. The sexual revolution and uh, the Vietnam era, the, uh, the, you know, the libertinism that came into the 60s with drugs and sex and, and, uh, and, and question authority, all of that converged at the end of the council. So the spirit of Vatican II converge with the spirit of the age in the 60s and uh and we've been paying a price for it kim are you there i am here can you hear me now by any chance yeah yes i could go ahead okay good 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 well something i'm going to bring up before we run out of time here uh since you were talking about how you know we have to know what we're up against in order to fight it one thing that's going to help us do that is if people tune in and watch the Red Top Report with Joe Gallagher, that is something that launched just this week, it launched Monday. Mm. Uh, if you go to YouTube and search Red Top Report, you will find this. And Joe does a, a great job of just talking to people to get to the bottom of some of the issues that we are facing today in the church, in our families, in our lives, and then going beyond that to show how can we fight against it giving us tools to do it. And that's something we all need. Again, that's the Red Top Report that just launched. We have a couple of episodes out, so I encourage people to check that out. Uh, again, just go to YouTube, do a search. And if you go to our website, churchmilitant.com slash retreat at sea, you're going to find some information on our retreat that's coming up in February. If people go, they're going to hear Michael Boris speaking, and uh, we all know he does such a great job. Lots of people are, are signing up. They're finding out about it. So please, if you're interested, check that out and sign up now while there's still time, while there are rooms available. And from what I understand, there are some great deals going on right now. These are some of the best deals that uh, have existed over the past couple of years. So now's a good time. And February is such a great time to go on a cruise. That's right. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming on every Wednesday. Uh, you guys uh, provide such a service to the church. And I'll tell you one thing, you guys have all the right enemies. And that's <laughs> how you know that you guys are doing good work. <laughs> well, thank you. I, we'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a, absolutely. Yeah. yeah Our Lord definitely. Jesus Christ had all the right enemies as well. That's right. Uh, yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Jesse. And thank you for what you yeah. do. You uh, have a have a great week. Um, and we'll see you all next, uh, next Wednesday. God bless you guys and keep up the good work at Church Milton. Thank, thank you. Will do. God bless you, Jesse. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap. That's the Terry and Jesse show. Uh, as Catholics, let's not forget this, the words of St. Padre Pio. The words of St. Padre Pio is pray 
hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and God will hear your prayer. Remember what God said to the prophet Jeremiah. God said, quote, Cursed are those who do the work of the Lord half-heartedly. Close quote. So if you say that you love the church and you can't get fired up now, you never will. Then there's something wrong. And I want to ask all of you to do everything in your power to defend Holy Mother Church. Stand up. Speak up. Rise up and put an end to lukewarm Catholicism. St. Padre Pio said, be firm in your resolution. Stay in the ship in which Christ has placed you. Let the storm and the hurricane come. Long live Christ the King. You shall not perish. What is there to fear? Let the world turn upside down. Let everything be in darkness. Smoke and noise. God is with us. Up next, more Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. Remember, live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. And become a saint. Don't miss the opportunity. God bless you.